0: You are listening to Normalized Crime, an in-depth look at gang life and all the effects that come along with it. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Normalized Crime. I'm Eric.
1: What's going on, Berto here?
0: And Berto, we're back with another episode, and sounds like you got a interesting concept for this episode. What do you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got, I got some, I got something unique first we'll just we'll we'll say how you been vacation eric uh, oh. you're, back, <laughs> you're, back, you're back and ready to go so our viewers don't know you've been you've been uh being a bum for the last week and and now you got to come back to work
0: Yep, yeah but i only <laughs> got to come back for work for for two weeks and then i go back on vacation again <laughs>
1: that, that's right way to make our viewers jealous all right yeah so first I, I, i'll start this off i just want to um I'll I'll mention it. I won't get into detail because I I let the family do that. Once again, man, lost a childhood friend, somebody that I went to middle school with. It's unfortunate, you know, like I said, I won't get into details. His name was John Duke, good friend of mine, you know, at one point in my life. Uh obviously we grew apart, you know, over all these years and, and I haven't seen him in a long time. I knew him in middle school, man, and we were always good friends, and it's just unfortunate that you know, another life is, is is cut short so early and so young. And I just want to send my condolences to his family and, and all the friends that he has and and just take some time to say, hey, man, like just just love on your people, man. You know, you never know. This life is is crazier and it seems like it gets crazier every day, man. And um, I don't know, maybe I'm getting older in age and I'm getting more sensitive, but I just feel like, you know, it's just it's important, man. Just love the people you got, cherish them and, and cuz you never know and i'll leave that there but
0: um well, <clears throat> yeah actually before uh, you go into that i want to ask you one more question about Okay, that. go ahead. Prior to this call we were talking about this friend of yours and he taught you some how to do something what did he And i think the reason i bring it up is because i think it should just gives an, us another little picture of the things that Berto does. What did he yeah. Do? <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, so so John and i John and i were actually we met in Audubon, right? We were good friends, met in 6th grade. At that point in my life, man, I was a B-boy, right, to the, to the fullest. I was a breakdancer. I love breakdancing, right? It was, it's crazy because that was right around the time where, like, I was at my height in breakdancing, but I was also transitioning out of it because I started getting a little rebellious and, and more, uh, I guess, more streetwise. John, man, he would come over to my house. We both lived in Bayview, and he actually was teaching me some break dancing moves, man. And, and he actually was the first person to ever teach me how to do the windmill. And, and the windmill is another name for, you probably heard this one. It's called the helicopter. That's the, like the more mainstream name, but it, it's really called the windmill. Yeah, man. He taught me that and, and he taught me some other breakdancing moves. And like I said, we were, <clears throat> we were always, we were always pretty good friends, man. And it just, it, it's crazy. At least I get to, to to take that with me, right? Like you, you meet somebody and, and you take a piece of them with you at, at some point. I, I got that. I, I probably can't do it anymore. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I can still spin on my back. It looked good when I could. So
0: don't don't worry, everybody, at some point in time, he's gonna try it and make a Patreon video for everybody to see.
1: You know what's funny like, is I did it at my wedding. You know what I mean? I, I busted one out. I didn't I didn't make it too far. And, <laughs> but my cousin followed suit. He didn't do as well as I did, so it made me feel a little bit better. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because he was also a break dancer. He was actually the, my cousin was actually the one who got me into breakdancing when I was little. <laughs> But yeah, so we veered off there real, real early <laughs> on. So yeah, so okay, so the rest of the rest of this episode, like I said, I'm gonna bring a unique twist to this one. <clears throat> so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna present two people, right? And I'm not gonna say who the people are, and I'm gonna give you kind of a a story about these two people and 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 their past, and it won't be terribly long, but it's it, it's it's really it's really an exercise I want to try to uh, to figure out. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna Give these two parallel stories, and I'm going to ask Eric some questions along the way, and and in the end, I'll reveal these these two guys. And I'd like it's it's really about perspective for me, and and I'll explain that when I get to the end. We'll just call oh. we'll just we'll just say guy guy one and guy two. We'll make it real simple. Go ahead, what you got?
0: When we when we get to the end of the episode, are we going to know these people? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're like people we've talked about in the past. Okay. Yes, because then I'm going to try and formulate who I think it might be in my head as we're going. so okay, I think
1: that's cheating, but I mean I'm gonna let you do it all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll just call them guy one and guy two, all right. Guy one became a king first, all right, and then guy two became a king shortly after him these These two guys, you know they they became good friends. I think there was a small age gap between them. But for the most part, they were around the same age, and you know they both love being kings. That brought them two closer together, and they formed a bond, man. And I, these two guys, they started putting in a lot of dirt together. I remember a story one time I was told by him, just regular. And and this was this the reason why I bring this up is because like this is in the beginning of guy two's, I guess initiation into like the. The real thick of it, you know, starting to get into shooting, starting to starting to be really an active member. This is the kind of this is the kind of event that happened that that propelled his name. I guess would would be a good way to put it. This is this is the story I got. Right, guy one and guy two are walking. You know, guy one is on the street side of the street, meaning that they're walking on the sidewalk. But guy one is is on the street side. And guy two is obviously on the other side of him, right? And and like I said, we were always intentional about the way we did things, right? You know, these guys were no different. Guy two wanted to be a little bit closer to the houses because if the cops came, he had to have a way to run. I just think it's always important to verify things like that. And, and so anyways, a car pulls up, right? And it's the dead of winter. It's freezing outside. There's snow on the ground, fresh snow, but but slippery and and ice and... And it's cold, man. A car pulls up to these guys. They were heading north on 18th going towards Forest Home. And so I believe they had just passed Grant. So guy one, like I said, he was on the street side. Now, the advantage and disadvantage of guy two being not on the street side is that guy two had the gun. If something happens, obviously, It's not going to be that big of a hurdle to get in front of the other guy. You can see what I'm saying. Like split seconds, they cost people lives. I mean, that's just the reality. It's always a slippery slope when you do these strategic walks and things like that. But anyway, so a car pulls up to these guys. As soon as the car pulls up, there was nothing said. The car, the passenger of the car pulls out a shotgun. And I'd say these guys are probably about, if I had to guess, they're probably about the way it was explained. was probably about 100 feet right? Probably about a hundred feet from them. So not terribly close. The car had bad intentions, you know, so, you know, they're coming, they're going to get closer. So when I say pulled up, obviously if, if these guys were walking North and the, the car is coming South, they can see this guy pull this shotgun out of the passenger seat. Now the benefit is that they were on the wrong side of the road. These guys had time to react. And when they reacted, the first move was guy two. He immediately comes around guy one and runs up to the car and he's shooting at the car. So then they both take off running. Now, this example may not seem large, but you have to understand, man, in this day and age when guys were coming up, it was really, really important to be able to decipher and weed out who was who as quickly as you possibly could. Because that would determine who you were with on a day to day basis. You can you couldn't really expect everybody to react how you reacted to hear that this second guy was not just quick on the trigger foreseen enough to know and to watch out for what could be possibly happening. It built this guy, it built these guys bond, put it like that. These guys started doing a lot more shootings together and they became quite the duo. You know, they, they did a, a few shootings together and they built a bond at one point. I mean, at any point, right? I mean, you're always going to run into this guy one gets locked up. So guy two is kind of out there. Um, The good thing about guy two is that he also developed relationships with other guys in our clique. He was trustworthy and he was well-respected and he was never, ever thought of as somebody who would hesitate or fold. There ended up being an incident Um, right before there's actually a couple incidents before guy one actually got locked up. Right. But this was unbeknownst to anybody in the click, including myself that when guy two would be pulled in for questioning for random cases, he was actually given statements. This was a guy who was, like I said, man, he was, he was not to be messed with. He was, he was in the street a lot and, it's my it was it's mind blowing now thinking about it. You know, he was actually literally, I mean, like three, probably three cases in a row where a bunch of guys got rounded up, he'd go in, he'd give a statement. And the reason why it was never exposed is because none of those guys ever went to trial. Nobody ever asked for their discovery. So they never had the statements that this guy wrote. Like I said, let's fast forward again. Guy one gets locked up. Guy two ends up catching a kind of catching a case, meaning that he had a shooting and he was out on bail. And um, so he wasn't convicted yet. Right around this time, man, guy two got a girl pregnant, kind of fell in love. A lot of times when that happens, guys, they slow down a little bit, you know, because the, their their time is being split up. You know, it's not it's not all about the gang as much. I mean, for me, it was always all about the gang. I think that's been evident. I've never strayed away from that. I mean, to my own detriment, you know, in my own relationships in my life. A lot of people, they start to um they start to spend a little bit more time with whomever whomever the girlfriend is, you know what I mean? Whoever <clears throat> whoever they have. And so that's what happened, man. He he uh he ends up getting this girl pregnant. And wouldn't you know it, a few months later, He's walking with a different random king. This is still guy two. Guy one's locked up. He's he's gone. He's with a different king. And they're they're walking and they end up running across what seemed like a house party, but it was really just a a bunch of guys hanging out and, and some of the guys were flakes. Some of the guys were were GDs, but but not like not like active GDs, man. It's it, it's so hard to really, I guess to to. To give you that insight, man, like I try to explain it as best I can, but it's really hard, especially I can imagine the viewers have an issue with that too. Um, understanding like not not just all GDs or, or rivals are like gung ho rivals that you have to you have to shoot at. And I've tried to explain that before, and I think it's 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 obviously relevant because it happens. You know, you run into guys who are ultimately their flakes, but it's just not people that you're shooting at. And so there were a few of them guys there like, yeah, they're flakes, but they're not they're not threats. Well, there must have been somebody there that was because um, these two guys start shooting. Right. Guy two and then the other random king that was there. Boom, they they shoot, you know, they run back to a house and and we end up finding out that uh, one of the one of the guys that was that was there was shot and killed. So now guy two is on the run. And he ends up getting charged with murder. Guy two is in a impossible situation. Meaning that there's no outlets, bro. You know, there's there's nobody. Nobody's coming for him. There isn't Johnny Cochran's not getting him out of it. He was in a pinch. And, and he was done. The government came to him. And they offered him to cooperate. They said, listen, if you cooperate with us. You know, we'll reduce your sentence in this in federal indictment that's coming up and we'll also get your your state charge, which is this this murder brought down. We want all the violence. We want all the violence on everybody that you were around. Including guy one. Right. Mm -hmm. And now he's faced with the decision. And you have to remember, man. From outsider looking in, you know, I can imagine him and his own struggles mentally. You know, I can imagine him being in that cell by himself, sitting up at night thinking, man, there's a good chance I'm never going home. I just got this girl pregnant. There's a chance I'll never see my child. And And then I'm sure on the other end of that is also the child's mother, probably in his ear telling him, you got to come home. Like we need you this guy's put in a really really tough spot and he ends up making a decision to cooperate and he cooperates on guy one and 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 every other guy he knows <laughs> you know he 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 gave them everything he had and once another witness came in that's that's what starts the indictment they have two and and then all the charges start ringing in Ultimately, guy one gets wrapped up with everything that's going on, and I want to stop there for a second. Okay. And I want to stop there because let me let me let me ask you this right: if you could think about a relationship with somebody that you had in the service, right, and you could think about a good friend that you had, and you guys. You know, you've been through it together. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the foxhole, so to speak, where you're ducking from bombs, but you guys have been through it together, whether it's, you know, physical training or just the camaraderie of spending time together and building a relationship. And then that guy does something to betray you. Right? Obviously, what's your what's your first what's your first feeling?
0: Anger for being betrayed, maybe maybe disappointment.
1: Right. Okay. Um,
0: and, go
1: ahead. And then let me ask you this. At what point do you feel like you need to understand why he made that decision?
0: I mean, I, I think, I don't know if I could tell you something that would make me realize that I, I needed to understand why he did it. But I, I would feel like after after the anger subsides and you start thinking about the situation and thinking about... The situation he was put in that's when i would think i would come around to i would either realize why he did what he did or i would be searching right. for that answer
1: right and the reason why i asked that bro was because i feel like um situations obviously obviously intense situations these are, are not really common right you know in general terms your natural reaction is always going to be anger, spite, revenge. And it takes time to be able to try to find a different perspective as to why what happened happened or what was, you know, what were the underlying factors and, and you know, all these things come into play. Right. And so. I just think for 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 me i like to I like to think about a situation like this because this shoe could be on any guy's foot, and as as much as as much as people like to proclaim the stand upness that goes along with being a street guy one. I think I've talked about it many times. I, I don't. I think they're rare and few and far between of those guys left, and and rightfully so. I, I I believe that the more people give that mantra up, the more that people will start separating themselves from the streets. But that takes time. I guess. I guess the main thing I, I'm trying to I'm trying to relay here is the fact that everybody can use these examples, man, in their life, whether it be. Whether it be men or women, because women run into these situations too, it's usually when it comes to men, right, so it's like it's usually it's usually like they have best friends and then something happens and then and then the betrayal was real right and and you never really i guess they never really know until they try to understand what happened, but some people will never do that, and that's that's the uh that's the 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 gavel right there that I want to I put down is that some people never even take the time to try and figure out why somebody would do what they do. Some people never take that opportunity to be like, man, why would that guy do that, man? Why? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there's always a justification for somebody betraying another person. I'm not saying that. I, I don't think that that's true. I, I I believe that there's there's wrong in it no matter what. And a betrayal was a betrayal, though that's, that's obviously a scar that's going to be left there no matter what.
0: And I would agree with you, but I, but I also do think that it's important that even though no matter how awful the betrayal is, you also have to realize that, that somebody that has been very close to you for a very long time is not going to betray you just for no reason. It is important to reflect on that and figure out okay this person isn't just by default going to do this to me so why did they do it to, to you and try to understand why they would do it to you because there is whether you agree with it or not there that person has a reason for what they did
1: okay so 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 to push the uh so to push the ball down the field a little bit farther let let me ask you this In this betrayal, right? I mean, this wasn't, obviously it wasn't isolated to to guy one, right? Guy two betrayed everybody. In this betrayal, I'm curious to know, right? If guy two was trying to bury guy one, right? Now I want you to think, I want you to try to think from, from the street aspect. If guy two was trying to bury guy one, what what are guy one's options? And when I mean Barry, I mean he's gonna get he's putting he's telling about every crime they ever committed together, every crime he ever heard of him committing. They didn't even have to be together for some of them, but he heard of them, you know, and he lays everything out there. Let me ask you that. What, what do you think about that?
0: Like, what are, are his options and what do you mean by options as far as yeah?
1: Like- so so is is guy one does he does he stick to the street code and does he stand up and just go and do life in prison or does he now does he weigh his options cuz well, he sees
0: go ahead i mean i would think in in almost i mean granted there is probably people that would just stick to the street code and do it but i think most people put in that situation where they're looking at okay now, I have the option of betraying a friend of mine or for all intents of purposes ending my life as I know it. I think most people are gonna choose to portray somebody mm. yeah that's a uh, that's a that's
1: a unique one, man, and the reason why it's so it's so mind boggling to me is because I feel like. Well, first, if I were to comment on what you said, uh, is, it, is it really a betrayal if the other guy already betrayed him? Is that a betrayal? I don't well,
0: know. no. But obviously in the situation of this, I, I'm going to get my numbers confused. So guy one obviously can't turn around and throw all of guy two's crimes in his face in retaliation to protect right. himself because that's going to do nothing. The government's already given him protection. They don't care what he did. He, uh, to me, his only other option is to either stick to the street code, go to j- jail, like you said, or prison for life. The other option he has is to now go and say, well, I'm going to betray this person. Over, I'm going to betray, betray guy three to protect myself so I have a chance at another life. Just thus, just continuing a big line of betrayal. Hmm.
1: I think you've learned too much from me, Eric. <laughs> I think, you, I think you've been listening a little too closely, because that's a that's a hundred percent true on exactly how that would work. Any idea who guy one or guy two is?
0: Oh, let me think. I had an idea for for guy two, and now it now it escaped my mind.
1: Mm, mm.
0: Because, well part of me thinks that guy two i believe at some point in time you talked about the guy that started your whole indictment and i okay. don't remember who he was but i feel like guy two could be that person but i don't remember the what the person's name is or anything okay am i way so off you're,
1: no you're warm you're definitely warm <laughs> and guy one guy one i have no idea no clue. So I did half, I did half
0: a good job. Part of um, me, part of me believes that, that you're one of the people in the story. And if you are one of the people, you would be guy one. That's pretty good. I am guy one. <laughs>
1: and Lawrence is guy too. We've talked about Lawrence many yeah. times. You know, you know, I bring it up, man, because I feel like Lawrence is, is a forgotten character that is really, really relevant in my story. And it's not intentional. You know, maybe it's a little bit of just mentally recency bias because I think about guys that I'm really, really close with, like my brother and and Toot and Benny. You know, I think about those guys a lot. Snuff was my friend. It's like I, I I might have a little bit of recency bias, but Lawrence was actually a he was a focal point in my life for a while as far as he was a guy that was he was in the thick of it man and i trusted him and i loved him that one hurt man i'll be honest with you that that when that happened it it uh it really was the beginning of the end about how i felt about the latin kings in general and when you when you when you build a relationship with somebody like that He was one of the only ones that really, really was like super close and he hurt me. Like he he was he would have been the nail in my coffin, a hundred percent. Like I would have been buried in some prison somewhere because of his testimony, because he knew so much about me. You know, everybody else could have chimed in, but you know, he 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 definitely knew a lot and a lot about a lot of other guys. And, you know, don't get me wrong, he hurt a lot of other guys too. And You know, the irony is that he even hurt himself. You know, I told you that story before where he actually got a deal in the state to take like 20 years before our indictment finished. So he would have had like a 20 year sentence in the state and then whatever they gave him in the feds, it would have ran a concurrent. He'd be out right now. He ended up looking through the discovery and feeling like he could beat the homicide because he said that his bullet wasn't the one that killed the guy. And so he wanted to go to trial, and he blew trial. He lost that trial, and he ended up with a 45 year sentence in the state, and like a 26 year sentence in the feds that he they ran concurrent. Yeah. So so what ended up happening? Yeah, he ended up getting 45 years. Man, um, he blew trial. He lost trial, and it was like such a weird dynamic with him and his cooperation because even after he lost trial in the state, the the feds still used his cooperation in in the federal trial, and it was like it was weird because it's like. How do you use a guy who just lost trial against you and then you use him to cooperate? I don't know. It was weird. My whole point of that exercise, man, is just to kind of break down for people. These decisions, everybody is always so adamant and, and you get blowback because people are always like, everything is cut and dry, black and white. You know, you're either this or you're that. And there's nothing in between. I think it's taken me it's taken me a lot of time. It's taken me years to realize that that's not the case. You know, there's always gray area. There's always situational um, awareness and and how one thing plays out for some person doesn't play out for the other. Does it make it right? No, I mean, two wrongs don't make it right. We know that. It it gives you perspective. It gives you an idea as to why. You know, that's a question everybody asks. You know, they always ask why, why would he do that? Why would he do that? And Unfortunately, people usually don't ask it when they're angry. They just they they return with hatred, and and that's a that's a that's a ball of emotion in itself, right? Because you're like, all right, how could somebody that loved me betray me like this? And then on the flip side, how could somebody that loved me turn that into hatred right away and want to kill me? Right? It's like where was the real love ever at? You, you can't. You're not going to just betray somebody that you really loved. And then you're also not going to want to kill somebody that you really loved. I mean, I don't see it that way. You know what I mean? I feel like those are two bridges that aren't closely connected from from life to death and from love to hate. I mean, you're talking about East to West. Was it ever really real? Was was anything that we ever really said to each other and did for each other, was any of that really real? And I'm going to tell you the answer. You, you want to be surprised?
0: Well, I have hard. I have my answer in my head, so I'm curious what you say.
1: It was not real. It was not real. I mean, maybe for me it felt real. You know, I'm I'm not above. I'm not above the decision I made. I, I think about, yeah, I love the guys that I that I'm close with, of course. At the same time, I said I loved being a Latin King, and I betrayed that. And sure, I can, like I said, man, I can sit here and point out the the inadequacies of of everything surrounding the gang that I was in. I can point out the the inadequacies of every guy that I was hanging around with, you know, and then the circumstances in which led to my decision. I could go through all that every single time we talk, but it's, it's not, it's not relevant in the sense that I'm not here to defend my decision. I'm here to promote a better decision. I'm here to give light and perspective as to, why my decisions why you know somebody who was so dedicated could do this and vice versa with the other guy why that concept is 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 a falsity you know why why kids need to look at these things and be like man i don't care if i was in the trenches with this guy every day i don't care if we shared the same clothes and slept on the same floors and shot at the same guys and used the same guns and ate together and all that is temporary because when it comes down to it self preservation is it's a hard th- it's a hard thing to contend with and i look at Lawrence now i'm not mad at Lawrence now and it's not because i ended up making the decision i did it's just i came to grip with the i, I came to terms with the fact that there was something bigger going on with him that he felt was more important Yeah, I
0: I mean, I guess to simplify, you have to look at it from the perspective of he put himself over you. And whether that's right or wrong, I mean, some people would say in this particular situation, it was right for him to do that because you were doing wrong things or whatever. But either way, in most circumstances, when you're put in a situation where it's your life or somebody else's right I tend to think that a lot of people are going to lean and and maybe not to say that there isn't somebody that's going to jump in front and take a bullet for you because that might just happen but in this situation where it's a calculated decision you're I think most people are going to make the decision that Lawrence did
1: Mm, okay I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: ask you another follow-up question but I do want to say I think it's easier for guys to take a bullet for somebody than it is for them to do life in prison for them.
0: Exactly. Uh, I you would know? 100% agree with that. Yeah. I, I would and, totally um, agree with that.
1: And I don't mean just a bullet and you live. I mean a bullet and you die. I think people would we would rather take a bullet for somebody they love and and risk dying than spending life in prison. I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say that's me me 100%. And, because
0: and I would – I would hundred percent agree with that because I feel like you're not. You take a bullet for somebody and you die; it's all over with. You know, there's there's no thinking about it. There's no there's no like reminiscing on it and, and reflecting right. on your decision. It just happens and it's over. <laughs> Whereas, and you're a hero. You're right, right. And this scenario is you're gonna spend the rest of your life thinking about was that the right decision for me to make yeah. and why does he get to have a life when i don't
1: right so you go you're either a hero or you're a stand up guy that is left alone for the rest of your <laughs> cuz right. you know like you know for somebody like that right i can just imagine and i have somebody in my mind i won't put his name out there but i i remember and this is before my time but i remember knowing of a guy who was the most ride or die guy, you know, in the streets, so to speak, you know, somebody who was, who was well known and and feared, and respected, and caught a double murder at about fifteen or sixteen, and and got sentenced to life in prison, and yeah, you know, initially, he's the stand up guy. He's this he's this, um, this idol, you know, this figure that everybody's like, oh my god, they idolize, you know. But after about five years of that. It's just him and his family. And then as his family starts dying, it's just him. And then before you know it, he just it's just he's he's in prison and he's got nothing. No, I think I think I understand your stance on that. Here's the here's the scenario I wanted to to present to you and to ask you if it's different. Okay. And this, then, this is something. I, like I said, I want you to ha- try to have a street mentality because I feel like right now you just gave Lauren a pass and and you made him cooperate. That's not a street mentality.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. No, supposed So, so approach <laughs> this <precious. What
1: did laughs> no, you- no, no. No. I'm just playing. I'm just <laughs> playing. I'm just playing. So. So look. So this one though, right here. All right. So. So let me ask you this. This is. This is more of a. This is more of a street mentality. So level playing field. Lawrence gets called for this murder. Right. And. The circumstances surrounding him getting caught are simple. There was eyewitnesses, they ended up finding the guns, and it was pretty cut and dry. And then you look at somebody, even if you don't use me, even if you use I'm trying to think who else Lauren told on, just use just you know anybody, let's just say Toot for example. And the um and the Cudahy incident, right? Now, even though we got caught there that day at that at that homicide, none of us were ever charged with anything. Maybe that's not the greatest example because they could have probably got a conviction in the state. But let's just, let's just use this hypothetical anyways. My point, of, my point is saying is that by the time it came back around, the reason why let's just say two and my brother and him were charged with that is because of cooperators. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of it wasn't because of police work that was done. Matter of fact, if I'm being honest, the police work that the Cut Hate Police did was terrible. You know, they're the way they questioned everybody and ended up having to ultimately release everybody. They didn't have one person that they charged and they had everybody in custody. Not great police work. But my point is this. Is so when the indictment came down, obviously to have that charge, it was stemmed from cooperators, opposed to when Lawrence got caught, it was on his own volition, so to speak. You know, it was, there was, there was nothing that, that brought that charge upon him. You see what I'm saying? I'm asking if you were looking from the outside in, no allegiance to either one of these people, would you, would you say one is more acceptable than the other?
0: I I would say the situation where you're being charged because of cooperators would be the more acceptable one. If I'm right. understanding I mean, it correctly, right? Yeah, right. and maybe
1: under maybe acceptable isn't the correct word for the street moniker, right? But let's just say understandable, because I feel like that's where that's where we're at. In I, I feel like that's where we're at in 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 society to some extent, because I feel like a lot of the guys who were in the streets and and never did cooperate, you know, but they made it through. I feel like they're at an age now where they can look back and reflect a little bit and be like, man. You know, where did things go wrong? What happened? Like, what kind of situation caused this guy to do that or this guy to do that? And then, where did the snowball happen? And people can kind of put together their own idea of how everything broke down and then also develop their own feelings behind it. And I feel like when it comes to these different situations, I feel like people, even if they won't admit it outwardly, inside they think, okay, I understand why that dude did that. I might not respect it. And I probably will never hang out with that guy again. I understand why he did that. Like I said, these these the reason why I bring this up is because there's so many muddied lines when it comes to these topics and loyalty and how, like I said, the, the, the counterpart, betrayal, and how it all works together. And nobody can give you a hardcore answer that makes sense for every situation. Nobody can do that. I don't care what they say. You can say... That a stand-up guy will come in here and say, you never snitch. I don't care what the hell it is. If his mom was in a pinch, he would want her to come home. Is is bland as an example, that is, I, my point is that it's situational. Mm-hmm. And to, to bring it full circle, it's, it's important because that's the message. The message is that don't think you're special. Don't think you're special. Don't feel like because you have a relationship with somebody that you spend all this time with that you're going to be the exception to the rule. These 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 relationships man, yeah, they seem real, they feel real. Decision time. Everybody it, it's not like they're going to be in front of you when they have to make the decision. It's not like the they're they're in the room with you and they're like, "Hey, you got to decide. You want to you want to you want to send this guy away for the rest of his life or not?" You're 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 making that decision by yourself. You know, as much as these guys, these young guys, you know, they they love their, their homies and man, I'll do anything for them. And yeah, well, you know, what is that like when, when you're not with them? You know, what is that like when, when, when distance separates you, when time separates you and the, the real them comes out because, you know, regardless of what anybody says, bro, and and I'm included with this, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I never am, am going to exclude myself from, from the flaws, the the obvious flaws of thinking and 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 way of being, but I'm also included in this, and and that's that. I don't I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it without, uh, you know, people 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 aren't, they're not perfect. You know, people aren't perfect people, and and regardless of regardless of what they portray, okay. Here's a better way to put it: people are selfish. And, and as much as much as, as, yeah, as, as much as nobody wants to admit that people are selfish, man, and, and I'm a hundred percent I'm a hundred percent guilty of that as well. And and the reason why it's important to point out too is because I think about like even, even my, my motivation sometimes behind being this all-out king right and, and ready to go to war and all that was a selfish reason behind it. It was for the honor behind it. It was for the, the recognition behind it. you know uh, I, It wasn't like I was I was uh, meant, had the mental capacity to understand that uh, or to try to portray something that was righteous. You know, uh, it was more a selfish thing than it was a righteous thing. You you see what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's where, that's where the, that's where people are, right? People are like at that age, they're like, yeah, I'm a righteous guy. I'll do whatever for, but it's really a selfish thing. Really like, I want the notoriety, you know, (laughs) and, and and them are just facts, man. You know, them are just, that's just the that's just the reality of how people work in these situations, in these, in these environments, man. Well, did you have something on that? I, sorry, I, I didn't let you finish.
0: Well, I would. I, I I've got a couple questions, not directly on that topic, but I'm mm-hmm. going to swing back a little bit because I think you said. And tell me if I understood this correctly. That you feel like what the friendship you thought you had with Lawrence was never real. Would is that what what you said a little while ago?
1: Yeah. After not after the fact right you know, after you the fact back. is right exactly once once i was able to reflect on all our encounters and and what really it meant you know and, and so let me let me bring that to the forefront a little bit for you real quick before you get into your next question this is why i came to that conclusion so like when i talk about to when i talk about benny when i talk about my brother like when you know we knew we knew each other through and through, right? Like our moms, our dads, our you know our cousins, our brothers. What we knew everything about each other. Lawrence, I didn't know that. I knew his mom vaguely. We went by his house a little bit, but I didn't know about like Lawrence's life. I didn't know about like his upbringing. I didn't know you know he ended up coming around. Like I said, um, around the time you know, Black Cat started, Black Cat was around and he would come around then. He was just kind of like a, a sports guy. And then he started kind of matriculating his way into us, right? Into the, into the group. My point is that I, I, I thought that I knew this dude. I thought that I loved this dude because of the things I was doing in day-to-day movements, right? Like we're shooting at people together. We're like I said, man, all the way down to the, everything I named before, but when you really know somebody, it's different you know when you know their mom and you know their you know their 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 family you know and you're intertwined with them it's different that's i think that's what separated the reality of did i really love this guy did he really love me he probably knew a lot more about me than i knew about him but I, that obviously didn't sway his decision
0: right but i think you kind of the way i look at this and and you can you can counter argue this In a minute, I see it as Lawrence. Yes, he did a selfish act. You can argue one way or the other of whether it was the right thing to do, the wrong thing to do. I don't think that you can really take and say he was never really a friend. And he, he wasn't or, you know, he wasn't a good person in my life just because of this one thing he did especially since in this situation is he is faced with the reality that he has two roads to go. One of the roads pretty much is going to destroy what he knows of as his life. And the other road gives him a chance to have that life. And I just feel like in most scenarios, most people when grappled with that thing, they're gonna choose the road that saves them, even though okay. they might hurt a friend in the process. Right,
1: right. when given the opportunity, because not everybody's presented opportunity.
0: Right, so, so I, so I think me... it, I think it's unfair to say that he wasn't a true friend or anything, because I think in, I think it's a very small amount of the population that wouldn't make that choice, that same choice, put in that scenario. Right.
1: Okay. And all right. So let me, let me try to, uh, so I, I I don't think I said, but I I didn't mean to say that he wasn't a good friend. I think he was, he was a good friend. If I said that, I didn't mean to say that. I said, I didn't think he loved me. Right. And I think there's a, I think there's a, uh, there's a big leap between the two. Being a friend to somebody. I mean, you could be friendly with anybody. Mm -hmm. And, and, but that doesn't mean that you, you you really love them and care about them in a way where you wouldn't want to see them hurt and especially hurt in the way that, that he was ultimately, you know, he had, and like I said, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here trying to, uh, trying to make it seem like he's a piece of shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. If anything, I'm trying to point out the inequity of, you know, the inadequacy of, How these friendships aren't exactly what they seem, Mm -hmm. and and that that's my overall arching theme here. You know, is to to people that are listening, is like, listen, these guys were together all the time. They were willing to do whatever they could together, and no matter what, they were boys. It's just this guy made his decision. So you should understand, as somebody who's in the street, no matter how close you are to somebody you run that risk. That's, that's my main point because as far as the love and friend thing, I think that that's just more of a personal thing. That's just more of me. That's how I felt. And, and it's because, I, uh, you know, I was hurt by the, the result of what he did. Right. You know, not, not even, not even so much about the, not even, not even so much about, Exactly. It's crazy. To say, it's crazy to say out loud, but it's not even so much about the murders and all that stuff I was charged with. It was more about the idea. He could have told on me for stealing a pack of gum. Mm-hmm. It was the idea of, of how that went down. Yeah. I think, bro, I think this is a, this is a prime example, bro, of just people that can, can look at themselves and look at the person they stand next to every day. And yeah, you might say right now, man, I love this person. I never do anything to hurt this person. And that's probably true. You know, that's how you feel it in in this moment. And that's, that's, that could be genuine. That's, that's good. But just if you involve yourself in street life with that person, like, just know that that element can change things. You know, that element can, can deteriorate a friendship instead of make it stronger. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you got true friends, you shouldn't be doing these things anyway. Because a true friend wouldn't want you to do these things. A true friend wouldn't want you to be hurt. A true friend wouldn't want you to be in the street. That's my, that's my that's my circle back moment right there, man. Is that these these illusions of of some friendships, they can be a detriment. And that's not to say, like I said, it's not to say that you can't meet real people that you vibe with and you end up building a relationship with and you're you're lifelong friends with. That's that's a possibility. That person has to be willing to get away from the street because now you two are going to be in a situation or you three or you four, you know, I talk about my guys all the time where everybody's trying to succeed and you can lean on each other and you can help each other genuinely be there for somebody, you know, not handing them a gun, but handing them a resume to help them, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Like it's different, you know, it's a different mindset. Yeah, man, I think that's, that's, uh, I think that was, a. Uh, something that I was just feeling man I was I was trying to trying to put it together in my head on how that would come together and I liked the way it did because I, I i really feel like kids they're teenagers it's it's everything's emotional bro you know you react on emotion you you rarely are you thinking so to 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 feel like you 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 care about somebody the way you do actually think about it you know, actually think about it. If I would actually thought like, man, I don't even know if Lawrence got brothers or sisters. I still don't to this day. I don't know if Lawrence got brothers or sisters, you know, and I was with him every day. You would think we're shooting at guys like, you know, on the way home or something. We should be like, hey, you got a dad. You got a mom. You got an aunt. You got, an aunt? you know what I mean? Like, we're how how much do you really know these people, man? Do you even hey. know the real name? You know why I say that? I'm going to tell you why I say that. Do you even know the real name? Because for the longest time since I knew the guy, we called him Lawrence, L A W R E N C E his nickname was Rense, but he was Lawrence. Come to find out his real name is Warren. We didn't know that until <laughs> we didn't know that until we got indicted with him. You know, and I don't know why he lied to us, but maybe he was embarrassed because he didn't want to be Warren, but I don't know. But but that just goes to show, man, you don't really know guys, man. You don't know guys. You could think you do. Man, it takes a lot to really know somebody. That's what I got, man. Yeah. It's pretty heavy, man. It's, it was heavy, but I feel like it was it was a good, it was a good, uh it was a brain teaser, man. I feel like people were probably trying to, they were probably trying to do what you were doing, right? Trying to think who was guy one, who was guy two.
0: Well, and, and I want to, I would love to know. So if a listener listening to this caught this, the reason why I knew one of them was you is because as you were telling the story, you kept screwing up and then you would try to mm. correct it. Like, and that was the way it was told to me. And yeah. I was like, oh. Okay. He was definitely mm. there. So. so I'm not a,
1: so I'm not a I'm not a good liar, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so well well,
0: it, there we go. Exposure. So, so right there. I want emails if somebody else caught that while mm. you were doing it. That's how I knew right, one of them was you. Mm, so. Right in front of our friends. <laughs> right in front of our friends,
1: Eric. Right in front of our friends, man.
0: One one more question about this, because I find this part of it interesting since you were one of these people how long did it take you before you started to reflect on the fact that it's, when how long did it take you to stop being mad in betra- about the betrayal and start reflecting on why he might have betrayed you do you remember that like was mm, it yeah, years a, before you got over the betrayal or was it months yeah
1: that was that's a great question i think the first thing that would come to my head or anybody's head would be he probably forgave him after he cooperated himself, but that wasn't the case. I remember when I started to come to grips with what what everybody had, what a lot of people had done. You know, it wasn't just Lauren. You know, it it was Payne, it was Gordy, it was Mike, it was it was it was everybody. You know, it was everybody. Everybody wrote statements. Guys were writing statements and, and they weren't even on our indictment. I started to come to grips, man. I remember, I want to say, I want to say I was in a hole, right? I was in a hole writing my book and I had gotten into a fight. So I was in ad seg. And this is around the time, it's around the same time where I was just trying to get some clarity about my life in general, man. And, and uh, it's funny, I was actually talking about this on the... Uh, the interview i did this last weekend i was i was talking about how i remember i remember around that time man i just was i was really i was really disappointed in in my life i was really disappointed in myself i was embarrassed because i felt like i i felt like i disappointed my father you know my father had passed away but i i, I thought about you know just all the decisions i made and how he used to always emphasize on me to be the leader and not a follower and And I just remember being there. You're by yourself. You're in the hole. You can't hear nothing. All you can do is hear your own thoughts. And when I started writing my book, I just had to understand, like, all right, this is my journey right here. Like, this is where I'm at. And I used that. I started to study religion. I started to try to understand where I was at religiously. Religiously, I tried to understand where I was at as a person. And at least that was a step in the right direction. Obviously, I I wasn't healed overnight or anything, but but I remember, I remember feeling like that, and and the reason why I know that I started feeling like that is because Lawrence actually came to Waukesha. He came, he came to the county jail. It's crazy because I hadn't seen him in years. You know, you got to remember I got locked up, and he was still out, and then I never seen him again until this point in time. We were in a county jail, and and I wasn't in the same unionism, but we could like yell to each other from unit to unit underneath a door. It was the craziest setup, <laughs> and uh, I remember he was like, Berto. He's yelling to me. He's like, Birdo. I'm like, "What's up?" You know, I, I was still a little bit bitter. Like I said, I had started to, to come to grips with it, man. And all he said to me, he was like, "I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry." And that was it. And then he wrote me a letter and was just explaining to me, like, you know, his situation and what he was going through. And 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 I I, I never wrote him back. But you know, that was that was around the time where my healing process began, man. I just kind of started to let it go. It's a good question, though, because I do recall that.
0: Yeah, and I would assume so. So when you said that you went to, most people would think that once you cooperated, you would be over him cooperating on you. And right. in my from the way I would see it is, is, I would think that that might even make you more angry because now you might have felt like, well... Now, because Lawrence cooperated on me, I'm forced to cooperate on somebody else, causing you to be be like, if it wasn't for him, I'd never even be in this situation right now that I have to make this decision that I'm going to cooperate on somebody. Yeah, that, even- I mean, that
1: makes sense. That makes sense. But I think for me, man, that decision wasn't... Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like a spontaneous decision. It, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't spawn from what, from what, what Lawrence did. Uh, obviously the situation did, you know, the situation was a result of that, but my decision was based on something entirely different. And I mean, I've went over it many times. I understand where you're coming from, but, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't revengeful in a sense, you know, and, And I feel like at that time, if anything, I was humbled because I was turning in my street card. You know, it's over with after that. Mm -hmm. You know, them gangster days are done, man. Nobody's going to respect you. Nobody's got, nobody has, I mean, streetwise, you know, guys can respect you as a man, but nobody's going to respect you streetwise. You lose all that, you know, everything you ever, and that's why I talk about it all the time, man. Everything that you ever, quote unquote, working for in this life, one decision can change that. You know, and it doesn't even have to be cooperating. Let's just say you were a lifelong king, and you do heroin one day. Guess what? Everything you did as a king means nothing now because you're a heroin hit. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, I, 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 I respect the, I respect the, the thought. I just, I definitely, I didn't blame them at that point when I was making my decision. It was more about, it was more about me, bro. It was more about me and my brother and and what we were doing.
0: It was kind of like at that point in time, you weren't even worried about Lawrence. You were just worried about what was not what had happened and
1: and and to be fair he was in his own um hot water you know Uh, at that time i I believe he was he was starting to prepare for trial for that for that murder and yeah man it was it was uh it was a crazy time to think about
0: you did that that little talk will wind her up after this one but they did bring up another question so you had you talked about how you were turning in your streetcar at this point when you made that decision to cooperate you you knew that the life on the streets, the gang life was all over. Yes, Do you remember like at that point in time, was there like a certain level of like some sort of this burden has been lifted off my shoulder when you realized that this was it?
1: Mm, no Does that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I know exactly what you're saying. And, and, uh, you know, I feel like, I feel like that right there would be the case if I didn't have so many things intertwined in my life with the Latin Kings, if that makes sense. You know, I feel like if I would have been, um, somebody who was maybe estranged from the gang or not as active, man, that you're right. That burden, it's gone, right? Everything else just has a ripple effect for me everything else had in a ripple effect i mean from everything from friends that i was close with to to my kids to to relationships to you know to it just i'm talking about just shit storm central man you know it just kept coming it it, it didn't get better just put it like that it, you know so for the average person maybe maybe that maybe that that holds true but for somebody who was knee deep in this bullshit you know i i I was kind of, if anything, I was exasperating the problem, you know, it was, it was was just getting worse.
0: If maybe all you had given up was the gang, gang life itself, you may, might've felt that way because your life was so entrenched in that you were essentially giving up everything you knew in your life, more or less. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: 100%. And, and, you know, that obviously the decision is, is unacceptable. It's not like I had a chance to just be like, all right, you know what, even though I'm just going to walk away from the gang you know it's the the decision that came along with it is what ultimately was the the final, you know, straw that that broke the camel's back so to speak.
0: All right, I think we can wrap this one up unless you got anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that's good, man. I think I'm, uh I think this was solid. I'm, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm now officially podcasting in the pitch black. So it's a good time to wrap her up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we still got light over here. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, um, as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Uh, we do have a Patreon. You can check that out at patreon.com slash normalized crime. And we if you do have any real questions. Quick, real
1: quick, real quick, Eric, oh, real quick. Oh. Let me cut you off. Sorry. Let me real quick. I got something. I got it. I forgot and and now I'm I'm being a... I'm being a good co-host here. It's, it's, uh, it's important that we mention, man, we have been getting emails. We have been getting, um, just comments on, on, on a normalized crime page. Um, we have been getting, you know, messages and just support pouring in, man, you know, and, um, you know what I want to do at some point. You know, maybe I'll start it in a week or so. Is is you know take some time at the end of the show or the beginning of the show just to to maybe read you know read a, a review or read a, a email of, of people that are supporting the show just so they can kind of see like you know we 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 appreciate you guys being interactive and um, we heed all the things that you guys say and uh, you know we just want to we just want to continue to build together. You know, it's like I said, it's always about us, not not just me and not just Eric and. And uh, it's about us and what we can do together to, to make a movement here. So, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that, Eric, because because we have been getting, you know, emails. So so that's important.
0: Yeah, we definitely need to be doing that. Put gather awesome. them up and we'll we'll start we'll start taking care of that. And maybe do you think do just do a regular maybe an email bag episode where we just go through different emails and talk about them? Or maybe,
1: you- maybe. Or we do or we do like email a week. Yeah, right or, we or, or an
0: email of the week, yeah. So
1: yeah, we'll do something, man. We'll do something special, and and um, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do something special. I, I'll just leave well, it there.
0: Yeah, we'll figure that out.
1: Yeah. So, now, now you got, made me
0: forget where I was in my. A- you were about
1: to. Th- you were <laughs> about to thank everybody for for joining, and and we'll be back next week for another episode. Guess, <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead, take it away.
0: <laughs> so with that we will be back next week with another episode and thanks everybody for tuning in peace. Thanks for tuning in to normalized crime. Stay tuned for the next episode.